Hello and welcome back to the Car Week podcast, episode three. Got a lot to talk about today and we're going to start with motorsport. Yep, even though F1 has gone on to the summer break after the Hungarian GP, there has been uh, quite Some big news. news yeah. Yeah, quite big news going on at Red Bull. As we all know, Pierre Gasly has been underperforming. Slacking. He's been slacking quite a bit. Max Verstappen's been winning races, getting consistent podiums, top five finishes. Gasly's at best sixth, and when the Ferraris aren't involved, he gets maybe a fourth. Doesn't even challenge the Mercedes, doesn't follow Max around. So what Red Bull have done, they've gone back on their word, I must say. They they said they would keep him until the end of 2019. They've now dropped him and promoted Alexander Albon to his seat and dropped him back to Toro Rosso with Danny Kvyat. Thoughts, anyone? Um... I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think they would do it mid-season. I thought they'd at least give him like, yeah, the whole, uh, the that much of a chance. But I guess seeing it from a business perspective. But also the one thing that that uh, to me is sort of a bit like, are they because obviously Albon has been doing well in the Toro Rosso, but it's more the fact that they put Pierre in the Red Bull after one year. Do you, I have a feeling that like if the pressure gets too much, Albon's really going to do the same within only half a year. Thing is, though, I feel sorry for Albon at the moment. Yeah, he's been promoted to Red Bull and it's great, but he's now got the pressure of Red Bull. He said they would keep Pierre Gasly, so they've gone back on their word. So he knows he cannot trust anything Red Bull say to him. If he's like, oh yeah, you're underperforming a bit, but don't worry, we'll give you till like the end of the season. Yeah, he's yeah, who knows? They might swap in with Kvyat. I don't. I don't see him doing it any more changes this year, but. Who knows if he goes drastically downhill. And he's got all the pressure to be like, right, I've only been in half a season. I've got to now perform, prove that I am worth this seat and go for it. But I reckon reckon he'll do it. He was doing really well. He's done all his practice and all his experience with Toro Rosso. So to then have to switch mid-season, I mean, luckily it's still Red Bull, so it's close. But still, he's he's kind of jumping in at the deep end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thing is, though, Gassi was saying when he got promoted the car just felt totally different to what he was used to at Toro Rosso. Mm-hmm. So he was used to being able to, like with the Toro Rosso car, being able to do what he normally does. And then when he got in the Red Bull car, he said he felt lighter in it. It felt less responsive, or he didn't couldn't respond to it as well as he did with the Toro Rosso car. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if, because Alvin's only got, I'd say, half a season's experience in F1. I don't know if he's going to be able to cope with that straight away. Yeah, with that switch. Really, he he needed a season in Toro Rosso to find his feet in F1. I mean, like the guy only had his first wet race in an F1 car at Germany. He's still learning. He needs the time, but... And I doubt, like, I presume he did have a bit of a choice, but when you get presented with that opportunity, he's got to take it. You can't say no at that point. Mm. You you take any decision, because F1 is so cutthroat. He says, no, all right, we'll give it to Kvyat. If Kvyat performs... How long till he gets another chance? Because they're not going to kick Max out unless something drastic happens, which mm-hmm. you don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. And if they did promote, if he said no and they did promote Kvyat, and Kvyat starts performing, he's screwed. He's he's basically done himself out of a seat. So he he was in a position where he, he had to say yes, even though he probably was mm-hmm. gonna say yes. Which I think puts a lot of pressure on his shoulders to perform. And I mean, realistically, just looking at it on paper, maybe he won't perform. Well, I mean, he's gonna like do all right but like you said it's his first season and he's been chucked in this halfway so on paper you wouldn't have thought he's going to do something crazy would you but he's got the pressure and especially with max as a teammate that they're going to want him to be doing bits oh yeah they want to beat ferrari that's their main goal now because they i think they're 44 points off ferrari in the constructors championship 
That's why I think they swapped him because they saw how well Albon was doing in a Toro Rosso. They're like, right, our best chance to catch Ferrari now, kick Gasly out, put Albon in. Max can keep continue, like performing. We'll like help Albon out as much as possible, and then we can try and catch uh, Ferrari, mm. which I think has been a bit greedy by him. I mean, Gasly, yeah, he had half a season. He was underperforming, but they did say to him, we'll give you until the end of the season. And then Albon... He hasn't really had that many, that much time in a Formula One car, so mm. I don't know. I don't know. Good luck to him, though. I wish him the best. Oh yeah, I, I wish really him hope he does. Yeah. Oh, he's a lot. When you see him like on the interviews, yeah, and he's so happy. Yeah, he's, he, he's just one of them people who's happy to be there. He's literally realizing his like kids' dreams. Yeah, like, I want to be in an F1 car, and he's like, oh, I'm here now. I can't believe it. He's just mm. all smiles. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a really nice guy. Because yeah. the way I got first glimpse of this happen was um on Instagram. I uh follow George Russell. Yeah. And he put it up on there. I was like, what's going on here then? It's only it only then popped up to me that it, that it had that Red Bull had moved him. And then I'm just reading through the comments of it and I was just like, yeah, we just now need George to be put into Mercedes. Like, don't push it too far, <laughs> yeah, mate. That, I mean they're gonna get put Ock on really because 'cause we're still waiting <laughs> on the Mercedes decision because yeah. they said the same as Red Bull, yeah. summer break we're gonna really look at our options, so and after Valtteri Bottas's past two performances, yeah, he's had a decent start. But he's but they're going to remember those last. He's gone rubbish to the end of the first half of the season. So yeah, I really don't see them keeping Bottas. They might put Ocon in, but Be then nice I, I don't know if they'll follow Red Bull and think, "Hang on, we can put uh, George Russell up in here, and then we'll have loads of young people at the front." You have Leclerc. You have Albon and Max. You have uh, George Russell, and then you Lando. have um, Lando Norris, <laughs> big boy Lando. And Car- I mean, Carlos Sainz. Can we still? He's still a young guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when they put him in the team for McLaren, there's like we've got two yeah. young drivers. That's the yeah. last thing I have to um, mention. Like when we talk about that, um, if uh, yeah, if um, Albon was to turn down the Red Bull seat, is that he could have done what Sainz did, where Sainz was on the Red Bull Junior program. Drove into Toro Rosso, but he realised, what's the point in going to Red Bull, really? I can sort of do what I want. Yeah, and then he loaned him, Then he got loaned out to Renault, yeah. done a season with Renault, and then and got a full-time was... spot over at McLaren, yeah, like, oh, which right. has been the best thing for him at this point. I mean, mm. two P5s in a row. Considering he's right on the back of um, Gassi as well on the points. Some could say he's a smooth operator. Oh, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> McLaren has just turned into the mean team. Oh, and it's mate, brilliant. it's the best thing ever they could have done. Zach Brown, genius, mate. <laughs> Even if he's not the one pulling all the decisions, he's definitely getting all the um, uh, it's just brilliant. glory for it. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, great team decisions. Well done, mate. But, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up the motorsport side of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, car news. I'll start off with this one again. We've gone from talking about McLaren racing team. Let's talk about the McLaren road side of things. They're going great in uh, Formula One. Um, not so good with the centre at the moment. Hmm. But I'll say that. Out of 500 cars they've made, only two have had this specific issue. If you're watching on the uh, video, we'll pull the picture up of now. You can see a McLaren centre with the rear end on fire. The thing is, even if only two have set on fire... They've set on fire for a reason. Oh, so there's definitely does that a reason. Mean mm. The other 500 are surely at risk. Do you know the best thing at the moment? Out of the after the two incidents, McLaren yeah. will come out saying, "Yeah, basically, we don't know what's happened. 
we they caught on fire. Very and we can't, yeah, especially when you've got a recurrent center, which is about one, I think it was one million or so. I can't really remember. Yeah, now. I think a bit more, but yeah, and uh, sat in your garage, and you think, I'm not going to drive that now. That's that's now a show car. <laughs> also, I mean, this is just an assumption. The people who own the centers probably have a couple other cars in the garage of similar worth. Yeah. So to have a uh, unexploded bomb in your garage. <laughs> Basically, a ticking time yeah. bomb sat right next to you. Bit you, you you're screwed. But uh, obviously the first center that caught on fire was YouTuber Salah Modrins. He, um, he was driving down. He only had 400 miles on the clock, which is even more worrying. So he hadn't, it's not like he'd done thousands of thousands of miles. Mm-hmm. And he, no, he just noticed flames coming out of the exhaust, which is where this has all been happening on the rear of the car. And uh, pulled over. And then his car's just on fire. Done. Done so. Because he got rid of a lot of his cars, didn't he, after the centre? Because, I mean, it's quite a harrowing experience to just be driving a car that you've spent money on that you know... You expect to be okay for the the money you spent on And next thing you know, your life is at risk. You're trapped in an inferno. You're basically trapped in a time bomb, like we said before. And then the second one that caught on fire was at the Formula One Austrian Grand Prix. Um, it was what's his name? Jer Collector. Jer Collector's uh, Senna. Uh, he lent it out to Formula One, who got Gerhard Berger to drive it around the track. They weren't ragging it around or anything. No, just a little they parade just, lap. It was just a parade lap for McLaren and everything, and then just caught on fire. Same place, Nothing same thing. Fire. But luckily, because of the crew they held on site at the uh, Grand Prix, oh, they managed. Formula One. Yeah, they managed to put it out so quickly they didn't destroy the cars like Salamodrin's one. Yeah. So they managed to save that one as much as possible. If I was McLaren, if they managed to save the car, I would be like Give it to give us, us now. the car, let's get to the root of this problem and then fix all the customers, keep the reputation and make sure that everything's alright. So far it's looking like it's more of an exhaust issue. I don't know whether there's the heat shield around the exhaust or something around the exhaust is uh, getting too hot and then just fire. Surely they can identify and find that. I'd they? imagine so, especially with that one. If you want to go back a slide, and audio uh, video listeners will show you. Um, if you want to go back, you can see the picture here. Yeah. Of, not that one. The. Uh, oh, the of. Of the uh, car after it's been collected, that one. It still looks in decent shape. Yeah, it's been taken out by a fire extinguisher and everything's been There's washed a bit of out. Peeling with the car but the car is still intact. So they can look at that car, look at the cause and look where the fire has been and then they can try and identify what has gone on wrong there. But mm. yeah, McLaren not doing too well Just at the moment. get yourself together, find the problem. I mean, especially for a Senna, they're beautiful cars. They are. I do love a Senna. Right, and then mm. uh, Jared. Yeah, so um, these were not many pictures for us. So you're just gonna have a logo of it, and um, it's to do with um, Volvo are um recalling over seventy thousand cars in the UK alone because they they have the potent they have the potential fault of setting on fire. Oh, another time bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and um, yeah, and this affects worldwide nearly half a million or so diesel cars that they've sold. Jesus. But like uh Volvo have been using a lot of terms like um rare case and very rare case to try and 
numb it down a little bit. How rare is it when you actually have to do a recall on all your cars? <laughs> Uh, no. If it's rare or not, if it happens, it happens. Like, that yeah. rare time could be yours when you got your family but in the car. But a rare time to have to recall, what was it, you said 70,000? 70, 70,000 in the UK. I right? mean, for McLaren not to recall 500 centers, um, mm. I think it's more And they than, literally burst into flames. <laughs> I think it's more than a rare occasion. Yeah. Just Volvo's so, um, PR team, let's dumb it down a little bit. Mind you, they yeah. have to be safe, don't they? Oh, yeah. Like, they've said that. In very rare cases where a plastic part of the engine is prone to melt and deform, and that in an extreme case, it can cause a fire. Let me put plastic, something that can melt and catch fire, <laughs> next to engine, which will get very hot. Yeah, that cool. looks Hope good. for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they kind of uh, done that themselves. That yeah. was not they're, a good they're choice. Trying, they've basically said that they try that they they want to say that it is a uh, exhaust manifold issue of it setting on fire they want to say <laughs> but they haven't released any numbers on how many fires or injuries have been caused I'll which bet is I bet that's tons suspicious <sighs> but um yeah pretty much whoever's driving a 4 litre diesel from Volvo that was made between 2014 or this year Good luck, you're driving a bomb. Um, <laughs> just see loads of Volvos out. on the side of the road just burned out. And you're like, oh, yeah, they didn't get back but, um, time. Let's say Volvo aren't, um, let's say, given the owners of the cars between those years any uh, hope. Because yeah. they, they've said, um, owners are, because it's been put as owners are being told that it is still safe to use their cars as long as it don't show any any signs of problems with it. With an engine warning light coming on, lack of power, or an unusual smell, <laughs> or an unusual sight of flames out of your bonnet. So if your car sets on fire, you know that your car is one of the ones that sets on fire. Pretty yes, much. pretty yeah, much. That, <laughs> there's no other way to tell. It's just when it's on fire. Yeah, you got. Well, you you were melting in your Volvo. But like, the <laughs> thing oh, that... dying melting in a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd rather die melting in a Senna. Yeah, but you know. But like, um, it's. This thing was sort of like that's gonna give people even more hope. Is them is a uh, Volvo going out saying um it's not is they're not clear on how long it will take to find a fix for for the problem affected cars. Oh. Soon, hopefully. Well, so that's two companies with two cars that are setting on fire and no cause for it whatsoever and no way to sort it out. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's, that's reassuring. Well. Yeah. Is this not the Greenpeace people trying to get back at all us car owners? <laughs> right, you like your car so much, how do you like to die in it? <laughs> right, I that's think right, that so. does it for uh, car news. Now yeah. we'll move on to some uh, car new, new cars. cars. Jack, what have you found this time? Straight back to McLaren. <laughs> Hopefully one that won't. You couldn't tell we got sponsored by McLaren this time, could you? <laughs> oh, send oh. us a GT, please. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the new nice. McLaren GT. I think it looks nice. Jeez. And it's a it's GT car. They say this car invites you to cross continents in a refined, spacious surroundings. Ooh. It's a GT-focused car, but with all the McLaren, you know. McLaren, McLaren this. Yeah. I mean... So I'm... built-in flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope this one doesn't catch fire. I would happily cross continents in it. I don't know about you I guys. I mean, that looks, looks beautiful. The interior doesn't look too bad from what we can see. I mean, the seats look nice. Mm. I, I have come with interior You have come pictures. with interior pictures. Ooh. I have. Ooh. So for the audio listeners, it's just like a normal McLaren interior, but way more refined, way more just comfy and... It's got a, I can't remember, I think it's like a 180 degree windscreen, like, or field of view, because it has a long windscreen, which goes further up into the roof. Does it? So that gives it the spacious feel as well. 
I just like how sharp everything looks. Like the way the speakers are just they come out to that point and everything just looks Yeah, it's all no, sleek just and sleek and nice. So it's so four litre what? twin turbocharged V eight. Yeah, that's about right. Which is, you know, very nice. Very McLaren. Uh to sixty in three point two seconds, which is fine for a grand tour. And uh not to hundred and twenty four in nine seconds. Top speed of 203, you know, when you're cruising down the road. When you're cruising cross-country in your GT Tourer, I mean... But there's lots of options available, and... That does. I do like how most cars are now going to the electronic dashes with the electronic, like, radios and everything. Mm -hmm. It just looks so nice. I got in my mate's um, new Mercedes A-Class. Yeah, it looks on the exterior, (laughs) but the interior, like, the inside, all the dash was one panel, like, one display panel yeah that like most of the radio was included in it as well it just it looks so nice yeah, that's and like this this uh what was it sorry uh what was it called oh the mclaren gt just the gt this yeah. gt the same with the uh electronic dash and then the electronic like radios uh in entertainment system it just looks nice i just mm. I, it's like one thing i really do like on all these new cars because yeah, it's like it's um it's very similar with um because I've sat with my my granddad's just got a new BMW diesel. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just bought a new. Set if he did, I would be amazed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I sat with them. It's the same with like the like with the dash. It's just one sort of just long, non-reflective, just screen. digital screen, and it just makes it look so much better. It just, you just sort of like on the steering wheel, just slide through different things yeah, you want to look at. It. It's, it's just brilliant. It's just great. I do love it. And it has cup holders. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I mean, when you're touring around, you at least want a cup holder for your coffee. Yeah. But are you really going to want to spill it on that uh, cream white interior? That's when <sighs> you get a black interior. Yeah, I was going to say, I would, not, I would not be driving around with that. Okay, next, I think, I don't think you guys are going to be a fan of this. I'm not either. So this is the Land Rover Defender 2020. So we all know they ended the production of them and they're reintroducing a facelift. And there's no cars, like pictures that have been revealed without the hidden little paint job they do. But you can see the shape and it's just not a Defender. What is that? The interior is really just... It just looks like a Range Rover Sport, isn't it? It looks like a Range Rover. I just... Oh, mate. They've done us dirty with that. Starting around 40 grand. And there's going to be six engines available. Six? Oh, yeah. Okay. Two petrol, three diesel, and a plug-in hybrid. Because, oh, you know, all the farmers, when they're stuck in the field, just need that plug-in hybrid. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's going to be no farmers buying this Defender at the end of the day. It looks like it was designed by one of the Beckhams. <laughs> look, at it. does it not look mm. like the Evoke at the end of the day? So, for the video mm. listeners, you'll see, for the audio listeners, I put together a little... You know, next to each other comparison of the new Defender versus the old one. Why didn't they just remake the old Defender? Just be like, oh yeah, we're starting production again because everyone likes them. Everyone knew the Defender because it's blocky, it's bold, it's... It's a utility vehicle. It's made Mm. to go on farms and war zones. I mean, look at it. Now it's just a little... Yeah, yeah Hands just get off. Just get off of it now. I I don't want to see it anymore. I've had enough. I was nearly sick. (laughs) (laughs) So next, we have the Jaguar I-Pace. And the reason I put this in is because I was shocked. Loads of the car reviewing magazines and journalists, they all rated this really highly overall as a car. But Right. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. the opinions from Connor. And I think we're... I mean, 
look past the fact that it's an electric SUV, but I mean... It's not it's really an SUV, though. I don't know what it is. I'll say something. I don't know what it is. It looks semi-okay. Semi yeah. I mean, you can't say it looks good. I don't know. It's massive. I mean, we would it need one? I don't know. <laughs> why does it look like they've just chopped the roof off like one of the F-types or something, just stuck it on a massive body? Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. well, we need to build an SUV. Uh, just take the roof off the F-type uh, and we'll just get some other body. It'll be all right. Just put it on there. But, yes. Yeah, 65 to 75k this is one thing i don't get about the new electric cars it's all good implementing them but when they're at such a high price and the infrastructure <laughs> isn't available yet i can't see them taking no off one's gonna buy them for 60k when you can just go out and buy a second-hand volkswagen for like three grand yeah because no mm. in the proportions this is a family car would you say a small family yeah. car yeah and uh, this is all what your soccer small moms. family has 65 to 75k to spend on their new car. Uh, yeah, I mean, no there's going to be some. Very, very rare. The majority. You were talking about the majority 1% rich people. Yeah. Everyone else is going to get a Every normal person or, or is or not going to buy one of them at the end no. of the day. At best, they might buy a Range Rover, but not that. Not the 60 and 4.5 seconds. I thought I'd chuck that in there, but it's an electric it's car. It's an electric car. Would, it's going to have that initial mm. torque to start with. And it? a range of 292 miles, which, I mean, is probably Still the same. Is that, is that good for electric cars? I don't pay I mean, attention to them. I'm, the way I think about it is I'm pretty sure if that was a petrol car, it's not a performance. It's just a general economic family car. That could do 300 on a tank, surely. Definitely. Yeah, like you'll have put, a big tank for an SUV. Yeah, and what? It'll cost like 40 quid to fill up. So you can fill up your car for 40 quid and do 300 miles. Or you can do 300 miles and then wait hours for your car to charge. Nah, you're right. And <laughs> spend 65 to 75 you, on it. I'm just not sold on electric cars in this day and age at the moment. Because when you, when you look at that, you, you I personally, I would expect, like, if you want to keep going with, like, like a, down, like, the economic route, there's a there's a quite a few like very efficient like four cylinder engines that could be put into Ford. that. Yeah. What well, is that the cutout for the, where you put the port in on that wing? Yes. yes. Why well, put it in such an inconvenient location? Yeah, it's like you wouldn't put a fuel filler cap there, would you? No, but the thing is, most of the <laughs> like charging points for these uh, electric cars, they plug in the front because you drive into a spot frontways. Why put it on the side? Like, makes no sense to me. So you can scratch up your 65k Jaguar. <laughs> you spend a 65k hose. on an electric Jaguar, you're doing something wrong. Sorry. Mm, I would not have one. But I reckon, how long do you reckon it'll be till electric cars are like properly mainstream? 50, 30. 60 years. Oh, no, 50, 60 years. I reckon no, about I think 20, it's closer than that. No, people are really adamant on just keeping the cars they've got. I understand Nobody that. Nobody likes change. <laughs> no, but I reckon... The, the infrastructure is not there now. I think it will be like 10 years. Because technology is moving fast. I'll say, I reckon 2030 is going to be the time when people are going to be driving affordable electric cars. And they'll have decent range on them. And you'll have more f filling stations for the electric car. And hopefully they might find faster ways to charge them up. Because but... it's ridiculous. Because like car parking spaces, if they have... like, I'm just thinking of the cinema near us. It's a massive car parking space. But there's only like probably like what five electric car park spaces. Don't they put the cut them electric car parking spaces at the front to try and entice yeah. you to buy them so you can park nearer the front. But what I'm getting is if you want the majority of the population to have an electric car, that means that every one of those spaces needs a charger. Yeah, but at there the needs moment, to be more chargers than not chargers. They're not going to do that at the moment because they know 
not that many people no, have got an electric car. The thing is, if they're going to keep doing it like that, no one's going to buy an electric car because you can't fill them up. They're not going to put the places in to fill them up because no one's got an electric car. One side's got to give at the moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But I agree with you. I think the majority of the population, especially in the UK, would much rather keep the petrol car. And may, I think, to be honest, a lot of people can't afford to get a brand spanking new electric car. Yeah. And the, it's just inconvenient. You, when Who has 60k lying around to buy a, a family car? Yeah. No, it's not. It's cause like, and um, they don't last as long. And it's true. It's because like, if you look, if you pretty much in like the UK, like if you just sort of walk around, most of the time you you look, you're looking at cars from like 2003 to about 2010 at best. Yeah. Yep. Because they're just cheaper to buy and run. Cheaper to buy and run. Just because of the laugh. mileage and yeah. how old they are. No one's going to buy one of them. Especially when you think, young families now, yeah. who people they're probably going to target, who are going to be who are the future, their own house they're the future, the yeah, the future population. They're going to struggle to buy a house first, so no way they're going to spend 60k on a car when they can't afford a house. So, I just don't see it happening. No. Mm. no. It's definitely not there Electric yet. cars, no, not yet. Not at the minute. Definitely not at the moment. Yeah. All now right. let's move on to our favourite time. Car debate, and I am happy to go first. What have you got first for us, Jack? Let's start off with what the standings are. I am doing the Porsche Boxster 718 GTS. I'm are you gonna go first? Yeah, you can. I'm doing the Audi TTS, and I'm doing the BMW Z4 M4Ti. All right, like I say, Jack, you want to kick us off? So, I'm going to talk to you about the Porsche, the best car out of the three. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so this is a 2.5 litre turbocharged flat four rear wheel drive sports car and it's a six speed manual if you want it or you can have a seven speed pdk automatic which is renowned for being effortless shifting 360 brake horsepower 0 to 60 in 4.1 seconds uh, and 3.9 seconds in sport plus mode <laughs> and a top speed is claimed to be 180 miles an hour but I'm sorry, it looks amazing. I think it looks amazing. Most Porsches look amazing, but the only thing I will say is most Porsches look the same. They do, but this one is just, I think this is like a, obviously an entry-level Porsche for people who are, have the money. How much did you say it was? <laughs> it's a lot of money. Go on, repeat but, it one more time for me. Just repeat it for me. I don't, I don't have a price, but... <laughs> too expensive, um, If then. I was to guess... An entry-level Porsche is too expensive. Well, for a Porsche, it's not like... It's not a GT3 RS, is it? No, I'll no, give you that. But no, it's a, it's a grand tour like the rest of them. It's got, you know, it's got all the bells and whistles. It's got a screen display with, I presume, all your Apple music and all that. All your normal stuff for a car nowadays. It's a Porsche. It looks nice. It performs. What more do you want? A BMW, Jared? Is that what you're going to tell me? Yeah. Please enlighten me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the new the new Z4, because uh, this actually has got a price tag on it of um, 49,090. It's quite an obscure number. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a 3-litre uh, inline turbo, which is the same as in the new Supra. Um, but do we all like the new Supra? Oh, let's not. No, that. <laughs> that's this, not, po- this podcast will go on for two hours if you talk about the new Supra. Not, that's not. We need a now. podcast dedicated. <laughs> uh, new and old Supra has um, 
335 horsepower doesn't limit it to 155 mile an hour, I'm guessing. Oh, BMW, come on, lads. Not to it's si- all German cars, not though. to 60 in 3.9 seconds. Um, only has an 8-speed automatic, but there were plans to have a 6-speed manual, but there wasn't enough demand for them to produce them. BMW drivers. Yeah. Um, BMW drivers can't use indicators. They don't need an 8-speed, okay? Then just limit just them sort down. Of stuff that comes with it, as you sort of expect with BMWs, they have LED headlights, because... Are we going to talk about the same interior it's got in every other BMW? Pretty much. Um, as an yep. electronically, oh, exactly as an electronically <laughs> operated soft top roof, which looks a bit. Tacky. I was going to say that it, it does look quite soft horrible. Soft top looks. Any soft top looks <sighs> ugly. I'm sorry, just convertible is not the way to go. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, heated seats, pretty much, uh, as you get. Um, yeah, 10-speaker stereo system, com- customizable ambient lighting, just in case you want it. <laughs> ambient lighting. Want to get sources. Let me just get the mood in the BMW. <laughs> Whilst you're talking about stats. Is it orange Is it orange <laughs> a- uh, ambient lighting just for the orange you save on the indicators because you don't use them? <laughs> it's where you need the ambient lighting for when you're driving, talking specifics. If you're driving that, you have no one to in this car to do the ambient lighting for let's be honest apart from a male relation <laughs> they'll just jump in the your male Porsche. business co-worker <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah just no, to, to some other stuff it's like you have optional extras that include adaptive dampers better brakes and electronically controlled locking diff which is all run by the um infotainment system when you activate over into comfort sport or sport plus and it's like when i talked about the m4 it probably has the app to uh connect to it just in case you turn to up to the pub stats. and go, go look at how much G this I'll is hold. what I drive do you like it <laughs> like, you have to like it it's a BMW I drive a BMW <laughs> did, I know, did I tell you I drive a BMW no 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 you didn't oh okay <laughs> here's my stats for my BMW <laughs> so yeah that's pretty much that one for thing I want to know about the BMW I found it in my research is that it sounds insane does it it sounds amazing well, let's move on to the uh, car that's going to win. Shame it doesn't look amazing. The Audi TTS. Can we uh, have a quick picture of that? Because I have to admit, Audi TTS in red for VO listeners. We'll bring the picture up now with the black wheels. Come on. I will agree. It is nice looking. Better looking than the Porsche. Easily. No, no, let's not say what? that. What? Come on. It looks nice, but it's not better than the Porsche. It looks different than any other Audi. The Porsche looks the same as other Porsches, apart from the front. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that looks different than any other Audi? <laughs> no, I got too ambitious. I, was say, I got too ambitious you... when I said it. I immediately regretted <laughs> how it. How can you say that to me with a straight face? <laughs> <laughs> like I say, I immediately regretted it, okay? But no, the Porsche, same as other Porsches. Audi okay, just... don't bash the mine. Go for yours. I will bash yours as much as I want. We'll do that at the end. You already said I'm not winning this. I'm ready to I fight I am going back. to win this, okay? Right, let's start off. Uh, 288 brake horsepower. Like uh, like Jared, German car, limited to 155 miles. Sorry, did you say speed. 288 brake horsepower? Yeah. What's yours? 360. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Didn't realise that bit. Carry on. <laughs> 280 pounds feet of torque from a two-liter four-cylinder engine. Admittedly, that's quite a good powerful okay. engine. A four-cylinder, yep. Yeah. Look at that rear as well. Hey, that's, that's an ABT that you can't have. <laughs> yes, I can. What do you think I put it in there? Just sneak the picture in. But it does look nice. It's all right. <laughs> it has got a seven-speed S-Tronic dual-clutch transmission with Quattro all-wheel drive. 
Very, very nice. Typical Audi Quattrona. Yep. You know, you're going to get good quality yeah, out of it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not a problem because <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah. Then you've got a 0-60 speed of 4.4 seconds. So I think it's the that's slowest 0-60 out of the three. Only just, though. Yeah, these ones are a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, they're quite close. It's got a smaller engine, though, doesn't it? Price of it, bit steep. For a brand new one, when I looked on the Audi website, because I went in and built my own one with all the, with everything on it. You really got into this. Yes, I did. Yeah. Guess, guess how much with like, everything on it. You said steep, so I'm going to go like 40, top 40s. You're close. 52? Go mid 40s. 44,600 with everything on it. So and these are just some of these bells and whistles price. you can that get. That is pretty good price considering the Z Force 49,000. I did just look up the price of the Porsche. How much? 63 grand. Jesus Christ. And these are just some of the uh, toys you can get on it. Parking sensors front and back. You can get full leather interior if you want it. LED headlights, cruise control, Bluetooth, rear camera, heated seats. And then all your normal Apple CarPlay, all that rubbish. So yeah, you get quite a bit with it. Mm. And the look of it, I do put it above the Porsche. I'll give you, it does look nice. Don't get me wrong, yeah, I think it looks good. Don't get, don't, I'm not bashing the Porsche too much, because I do like the way the Porsche looks. It just, mm. it looks streamlined, it looks nice. But the Audi just looks aggressive, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. no, I like it. You know this facelift that Audi have done where it has, like, the thinner headlights? Oh, yeah, the, thin, the, the thinner headlights really, really help. I think it looks nice. The interior yeah. doesn't look too oh, look bad Oh, look at the interior as well. I, I didn't think it was the best out of the interiors. Well. No, yeah, I think out of all the interiors... The BMW is probably the worst because it's yeah. the same as every other BMW. Mm. Then I'd put the Audi and then I'd put the Porsche. I'll give you that. But outside, I'm still putting... Audi first, then. What Porsche. do you think, Audi or Porsche on the outside? <laughs> We're just discrediting uh, the BMW. Well, I would like away. to uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. bring up another picture of the Z4. Greg. Okay, I, we, we, we just, I forgot my, about we're the Z4. BMW bashing. When it came to the Z4 and looks, I was like, let's just not talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> because for for me, my uh, my opinion on it as like from a looks perspective is is I don't mind the look of it without the roof like it keeps it somewhat relatively respectable okay yeah the grill's a bit i don't get Do why is it a bmw and this grill it looks horrid okay get you get over it and build a car without that rubbish grill mm. don't get me wrong okay this isn't me bashing bmw because i think they look nice i think the m4 looks nice oh yes I yeah, think yeah, yeah. the m5 the m2 i think they all look nice mm. but this one oh, i really don't like the outside like the, just the splitter, like what is it? It's just like a really stretched one, and the grills are so big, and then they don't yeah. even follow down. They're little, like mm. I don't know. It just doesn't look right. All, I just the, personally, I just I really don't like. Because to me, it. all in all, is like a like I won't put it against it as like as a car to drive. It'll be good to drive, but yeah, I've heard they're good to drive. But um, as a BMW, it's gonna be it, um, all right in it. It is for uh, someone who's got very specific taste in what they want their car to look like. A BMW fanboy, do you mean? Taste? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. No, I think I think the thing that ruins it, like, ruins it like, is when that roof goes up. Yeah, that really is does. It just, it's, it just is turns... there a hardtop version of it? Don't think so. Right, okay, yep, they just ruined their car. Because it just looks like a tent. <laughs> Let me just pitch a tent in my BMW. Like, they've gone to go outdoors, like, I need a tent. <laughs> I just not. No, sorry. I think I. I don't think the back looks too bad, but the front. I'm, so I, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back say to the this, Audi front. 
yeah. as, as much as I quite like BMWs, that yeah, one's yeah. probably not the best one in my eyes. So I'm gonna have to agree with all you. Like, I'm put that at the bottom. Yeah, uh, we've definitely got BMW as third here. Let's just it's good. Don't, it's yeah, good. It's, okay. a good it's a good car, but looks compared to the other two. Bad. Yeah. And you said oh, I was going to come last in this one. I'm fighting for first in No, I will give it to you that Audi looks nice. But I think overall the better car is the Porsche. Let's, let's run through a stats I one more time. I just want to say my opinions with like, the looks of the Audi yeah, yeah, and the yeah, Porsche. Yeah, is, um, like with, with the Audi, it's what you expect from an Audi. Just something aggressive. But I do have to say I slightly... Uh, I don't like this look at those it looks wheels. flamboyant look at all the grills oh yeah but get... the thing is though is after looking at Z4 it's put me off convertibles <laughs> uh, I don't know it looks give us a convertible now, Audi <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I put a picture in of yes <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah basically my, my opinion is if I had to like it's very close between because they both look very nice but if I if I have to, I would put the Audi just above the Porsche. Yep, good boy. Carry on. But See, that's, that's the idea. Porsche looks, like Is there I said, a reason flamboyant. you haven't added convertible pictures of the Audi? <laughs> I just didn't find any. <laughs> oh, look, there is a I reason. Didn't, I oh, didn't look to it. Oh, no. No, no. no. Hey, I had to play every dirty tactic to win the game. Okay, even I kept the spoiler. <laughs> Played every dirty tactic. How cr- look how bad that looks. 